So you've decided to go to Aunt Lula's for a holiday party. She lives up in the mountains. She's about five hours away. But you decide that you're going to make that trip. And even though the weather forecast says the temperatures are dropping and some precipitation may be coming in, you're experienced. You've been through a lot of tough stuff before. So you go to Aunt Lula's. You have a great time. It's about time to leave. It's after dark. You make your way down the mountain. You're about three and a half hours out and the weather turns bad. You didn't anticipate that. Looks like you're going to have a lot of snow and ice on the road. And the further down you go the mountain, the worse it gets. You may be stuck in your car overnight. Let's talk about that when we come back. Welcome to the Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So happy that you've joined us. We hope that you're having an exciting holiday season and that things are going well for you. Mark and I both are staying quite busy with our work, but we also love to do our research and do our homework for you, the listener, the ones who are supporting our podcast. We thank you so much. Mark, how's your day been going? Day has been pretty good. I started out in the rain, in the road, working traffic, but stayed dry under my duck suit. Your duck suit? What's your duck suit? My duck suit is a high-vis rain suit, head to toe. And so it did pretty well. So the water just kind of rolls off of you. The water (laughs) rolled right on downhill, and it has a long way to roll when it when it goes. (laughs) Okay, because we're having torrential rain today. Yes. Hey, and did you hear the wind a moment ago? I did. It was whipping. It was whistling around the corners of the house, kind of stormy like. Yeah, it's kind of an odd topic to be talking about preparing to be stuck in your car overnight. Well, it's not like it's never happened. In fact. I would say in the last five years, we've heard more of this kind of story mm-hmm. than in the previous 20 before that, because more people are in cars, more people are traveling, and the weather is just all over the place. And particularly when it gets really tough and cold and frozen out there on the highways, you and thousands of others just like you sometimes can find yourselves in the middle of a big old snowbank. And it happened with a family member of mine. My niece was stuck, and I'll tell you that story in just a little bit. But thankfully, she was a bit prepared for that and did pretty well with it. And we want to do a couple of things ahead of time. We look back and, you know, we learned some lessons from the incident on I-95 with the people getting stuck in the snow that were there. Up there for, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Right. That made the news. Oh, National news. And one lady said she was only making a 15-minute trip, so she didn't have anything with her. Exactly. Little did she know that she was going to run into weather that has its own mind made up about what's going to happen. Now, your vehicle should already be checked and winterized. Well, how would in, you do that? Well, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're getting into winter and we're not going to go into all of the things that we would need to do with that but checking the antifreeze and the tires and having the proper tires on your vehicle if you live in an area where you need to switch to snow tires and things like that but that already needs to be checked and winterized and one of the things that you need to be carrying one of the things that we need to get for our vehicles 
is ice scrapers and de-icer. That's just a kind of an aside, and that can help you if you are stuck in an overnight situation in your vehicle. Snow can accumulate on your windshield, and it can freeze over. So you need that scraper and that de-icer in there as well. And we're going to talk about some of the things, but how are some of the ways that we could get stuck in our vehicle overnight? Well, let's just, you know, going back to my little story from the beginning, it's dark of night. You're in maybe an unfamiliar area or even a familiar area, but maybe you're not paying as close of attention to the weather movements, which you preppers, if you're a really good prepared prepper, you're going to be watching the weather from all points, north, south, east, and west. And you're going to have some awareness if there's some precip coming. But not everybody does that, sad to say. And a lot of times people that get stuck are the ones that find out after the fact that the winter storm advisories had been listed either on radio or television. And they just just jump in the car and they just head right on down and they think I'm it like the lady I'm I'm only going to be gone 15 minutes or mm-hmm. whatever it is but you you can't get ahead of a weather system and if it wants to start dumping all that snow that ice the sleet all that freezing rain there's a there's 15 different forms of precipitation even the word virga comes to mind those of you can look that up virga well, I'm That's very familiar with Virga, mm-hmm. and Virga's not going to bother you. Virga's not going to bother you, but what can happen is, depending on where you're driving and the visibility and the, the aptitude of the ones who are sharing the road with you, you may find that there may be some slips, some slides, and continuing temperature drop. And if that precipitation keeps on, you've got yourself in a bad, bad mess. And then the further you go, the, the less you can go to the point that it becomes unsafe for you to continue. So you're talking about being stuck in snow and ice, and there's several ways that could happen. One is being stuck in traffic, and that's another way, and you almost spent the night in the vehicle stuck in traffic at a wreck where the interstate was shut down. Now, I said my niece was involved in an incident. She was traveling across I-40, and this is some years back, And there was a wreck well ahead of her, and so they came to a standstill on the interstate. Mm. And it was one of those wrecks that took quite a while to clear. The other side of the interstate was moving very well, and it began to snow. Oh, no. And they're sitting there. Okay. And it continued to snow, and they're still sitting there. And so when the wreck did get cleared, nobody can move. How long was she stuck? About 24 hours. You're kidding. She was stuck about 24 hours. That is a full day. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Now, she did have some preparations, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we need to have in our vehicle. And some of these things could apply regardless of how we got stuck. Now, we might be on a back road somewhere and slide off of the road and be stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever way we might slide into a snowbank and be stuck, but we need to be prepared regardless of how we got there. Yes. Now let's take a short break for our sponsors and we'll come back and talk about some preps that we need to have in our car and some of the things that we need to be ready to take care of. Are you tired of the taste of the water coming from your faucet? Do you ever wonder what is causing that taste? 
Did you know that treated water on municipal systems often has residue of chlorine effect? There's also bacteria. There are heavy metals. There's a vast number of different things that can add some form of taste to the water. And in some municipalities, you can actually see a color in a clear glass. Oh, it passes the quote-unquote safety test, but there's still something in there. Would you like to have crystal clear, clean, great-tasting water? Pro One Gravity Water Filters will give you just that. We have the Pro One Big Plus, and we use it daily. It makes our water taste better, and it even makes the coffee and the tea taste better. Pro One is also our backup water plan, just in case stuff hits the fan and the city's water system becomes contaminated or shuts down. If it really hits the fan and there's no water, we can source water from a nearby creek or the river, and we can run it through our Pro One filter, and we'll have clean water. Pro One filters come in several sizes to meet the needs of your family. They are affordable, and through December 31st of this year, the Pro One Gravity water filters are 25% off, and there's free shipping on all orders over $69.95. Pro One Gravity water filters. The link is on our website, practicalprepping.info. We would appreciate it if you would start your Amazon shopping from our website. It costs you nothing extra, but we receive a small commission that really helps support Practical Prepping Podcast. <music> Okay, welcome back. We're going to talk about some of the things that we're going to need to have in our vehicle for any trip that we would take. You know, we've often talked about our car bag, the things that would be mm -hmm. in our car bag. And maybe even additional to that would be some extra preps maybe for wintertime, such as that ice scraper and that can of de-icer that you were talking about. So let's talk about, just to kick it off, what are some things we can think about? Maybe we should just narrow this down right now to the winter weather snow and ice precipitation, what do you suggest that we carry in the car at all times? Well, these are things that can remain in our vehicle, and these don't actually apply just to the wintertime, but we need a way to charge our devices. You know, we carry cell phones, but do we have a way to charge it from our lighter plug? Correct. Or are we also carrying fully charged power rocks? A power bank will work here for a while. It'll charge it several times. Most of them will charge it several times. And you may need to call for help, but you need to have a way to have communication and to be able to get information as to what is going on. And a cell phone is a good way to do that. And if you're trying to reach someone, now just picture being stuck on an interstate with 42,000 million other people. Okay, yeah, coming and going. I'm just looking for a big number. So mm -hmm. 42,000 million on, on <laughs> the interstate. That sounds like downtown Atlanta on Friday. Oh, gosh. And everybody's trying to make a phone call at the same time. Mm -hmm. You might find, and we've talked about this many times before, that text messages may reach the intended person if voice cannot. And maybe send a message to a group of people. You can send one message to as many mm -hmm. people as you can put in your text bar. And so that way, several people can find out at one time that you're okay, where, where you think you are, where you believe you are, and what's going on, just to keep people informed. And in addition to some of the ways to charge devices, I would put some things in there like reflectors. 
that you can put on the roadway if you need to. There's some neat uh, magnetic ones that will stick to your car oh, if neat. you're not driving a fiberglass car. Mm-hmm. And you can use those orange triangles. But you need some kind of reflectors in case you are broken down or you've slidden off into a snowbank or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, you need to have a flashlight in there and some of the other things that we've talked about and having in a car bag. You're really talking prepper talk now. I'm talking prepper talk. Mm-hmm. But let's add some things to that. One, we want some clothing for warmth. Yes, layers of clothing. That we can add. Or in my niece's case, she had a couple of blankets in the trunk, so she was able to retrieve those. Good call. Now, there's a couple of kinds you can use, and we carry the Mylar in our bags. They take up very little room, the emergency blankets. And the ones that kind of look like foil. Yes, and they are quite warm. They will. I have wrapped up in one, and it too. will reflect your body temperature very well. That is an excellent item to have in the car mm-hmm. bag for this small size and excellent properties of right. working. But you can add blankets in the wintertime, just a regular and especially a wool blanket. I know it's itchy for some folks, but they do make wool blankets that are rather soft. And I'm actually under a blanket right now. It's kind of a fuzzy on one side and Sherpa wool on the other side. Mm-hmm. This would be a handy, nice wool I'd blanket to have. I call that fleece, but mm-hmm. it's probably not. But you can put jackets in the car. It's a good thing to have an extra jacket or two. When we traveled our last time and we did a podcast while we were on the road, I think I had three different jackets that I could layer up if I needed to. Yeah, because we were going into a very unstable weather condition. Mm -hmm. Temperatures were going to be up and down and up and down on the course of our journey. Now, here's something that some folks carry in their vehicle, and it's not a bad idea, and that's a sleeping bag. Mm. You know, you can wiggle into that sleeping bag and pull it up around your neck, and you can stay pretty warm inside the vehicle. And they make some that have kind of like a hood to go over and around your head. You can even pull close down around your face to keep all that heat that escapes through your head. It kind of keeps it in. Yeah, I had one of those in my early 20s, in a mummy bag. A mummy bag, yeah. And you could pull it down and nothing but your face was showing, and I would roll over and it'd be nothing but my ear showing. <laughs> and so it, it did stay warm. How about socks and boots? Yeah, you're going to want something to change, especially those socks and boots. If you're out walking around in deep snow or ice, you may find that whatever footwear you're wearing may not actually repel the water and all that precipitation. And you're going to want to keep your feet warm and dry. Absolutely. So also add some gloves. You've mentioned on here electric gloves, and I have a set of electric gloves that I've used in the winter. Mm -hmm. And they're great on the palms and the back of my hand, but they don't do great on my fingers. Well, you know, maybe there's some electric mittens that you can have your fingers together. And you mentioned that not long ago, and I think that's something we need to examine and see if I can find some mittens that I can keep my entire hand inside it with the heating elements around it. And you know what else? There are jackets that have heating elements inside. Mm -hmm. They use a USB charge, and you can pop the little on switch and the it's like a puffer jacket and they'll heat up. So that that's something that's like a non 
electrical mm-hmm. type heating device. Well, I have one here that you gave me several years ago that is that electric vest. Mm-hmm. And you just put a power rock, power bank in your pocket and plug it in and it gets quite warm. Absolutely. And speaking of warm, another item to keep in there are what we call hot hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've recently featured these on the website and also as a recommended item. I actually haven't used them all that much or even recently, but I believe you have. Why don't you describe them for a second? They're kind of a chemical element that when it mixes with air, it gets warm. It begins to get warm in just a few minutes. And uh, really in researching some of the hot hands, I'd been familiar with the the pouches that you would put in your pocket and keep your hands in there and warm them up. And those oftentimes come in pairs, so you can have one for each pocket, one for each hand. But they make them for toes, and they're adhesive. They go under your toes. There's one for your entire foot. And I saw one the other day that It's the largest hot hands device they've made. No, when you say 12 by 18. Inches. Oh, inches. Okay. Yes, and it's called a, a lap warmer. That's a bandana. <laughs> well, it's a lap warmer. Oh, I see. Okay. I think it did say lap warmer. Okay. And it looked like, you know, you can lay that on your lap, put your hands under it. And okay. Keep it, Maybe it, you could put it on your back or, or lean up against it or something, yeah. like a little heating device. Move that back. around. Now, that's another thing with the variety pack. You get a number of things in it. And all of these are on the website, so if you're looking for some of these, it's a good place to go. Just go there and click on it, and you can order them direct from there. I'm going to try some of those toe warmers. Yeah, because I know you get really chilly tootsies. I do. When I'm directing (laughs) traffic, my toes get cold. Yes, they do. All right, one thing that we need to have in the vehicle is some food and water. Yes, and water first and then food. Well, you know me. Water food. Yeah. This could be a little bit tricky, but you do need multiple bottles of water in the vehicle. You don't need to be being prepared with one bottle of water. Right, because you don't really know how long you're going to be stuck. Exactly, and you might need it. And there's some other things that you could use it for. If you have your full kit, you can make some soup with it. Well, that's mm, you're going, really talking about being stranded here. We, I am. Yeah. Now, <laughs> okay. If we go 24 hours, I'm looking for something to eat besides just snow. Well, and that also brings us to the food portion of that segment, and that is some non-perishable, easy to open. I carry packs of peanuts. Mm-hmm. I carry you know cookies, crackers, the non-perishables, jerky, be- jerky, beef sticks, and in some cases, depending on how quickly you want to eat it. Fresh fruit. Now, those things are perishable, so that might be something you'd want to eat first. Like if you've got a like a couple of bananas, you may want to eat those bananas first. But take some non-perishable food, snack items. At this point, even if it's junk food, who cares? Right, just something to beat the wolf back. Yeah, keep your belly Potato button chips, and your backbone away from each other. Honey buns. But now we're talking about carrying multiple bottles of water. Now yes. in the Spring and fall especially, it's fine in our location to leave it in the vehicle. That's not a problem. But when you get into summer and the heat, the heat can break down the plastic and you wind up with microplastics inside the water, which gets in your stomach. Ooh. And in the wintertime, that water freezes. 
So it might be something that you need to carry in and out of the vehicle each day. Uh, That's where your fresh fruit would come in. Yes. And this is where like an insulated lunch box that you could carry your water in and just carry it in and out, set it by the door when you come in and Mm -hmm. pick it up when you go out. That's a good plan. And have that ready to go. Now let's talk about some things that would take some extreme care. Something that... In addition to everything we've just talked about, if we have to go to the next level on being stuck in the car, now we've got to talk about maybe some more serious ways to keep warm. I remember Mm -hmm. years ago, years ago, there was a story of a husband and a wife and I believe a baby. And they had been to a family funeral. And this we're, we're talking Wyoming or Montana up there. And they were in their pickup truck, and they were making that snowy drive home, and it was maybe a good 10 hours. Mm -hmm. They got stranded to the extent that the husband had to go leave the wife and baby and try to find help. And then the wife and the baby were, at some point, hours and hours, maybe a couple days went by, and she actually found some refuge in an outcropping cave. Hmm. Well... I mean, days went by, but somehow the husband was able to find help. Helicopters were dispatched. There was, this was years before any kind of cell phone or GPS or anything, but they found one another. The mother was able to keep the baby completely alive, well and healthy, but both the mom and the dad, they lost the toes on Mm -hmm. their feet from frostbite. Because we're talking 40 below. Right. It can get you inside the vehicle as well. Yeah. And so, so let's talk talking about, about let's, let's talk about extreme. Let's talk care. about some of the extreme things. And some of this takes extreme care if you're doing this in a vehicle. One is an open flame. Now, yeah. this is where yeah. you can use multi wick candles mm. and put them on the console or the dash if it's not real close to the windshield you've got to use extreme caution and that's with any why kind i of open underlined front. and bold extreme care yes you have to do this we're talking about life things, or death life or death <laughs> right and you can use a candle the jar candles with two or three wicks will raise the temperature in that vehicle they actually will quite yes. a bit and you do want to vent a you little do. bit you don't want a lot of carbon monoxide starting to build up mm-hmm And this is where it gets a little bit controversial, and that's having a sterno stove in your vehicle. Now, those are actually kind of on the small side, aren't they? They are. The can of sterno? The alcohol. Now, you need something to put that in to hold something above it. Now, you could burn just the sterno. That's alcohol. Yeah. And so you could burn that safely. But if you had a little folding sterno stove, little folding backpack stove that you could slide that sterno in there, you could actually heat water on that if you have a metal cup Okay. to be able to do that. Well. Now, use the, the open flame sparingly. And like you said, vent those windows. And there's all kinds of things. I was actually looking back as a kid, I had a hand warmer and they were flamed hand warmers and i saw one the other day put out by zippo and you pull the top off and you light it and it it had a lighter fluid down in it and it would it would warm your hands Hmm. and so it was really neat but there's all kinds of things that you can look for there to be able to stay warm in that vehicle 
But one of the things is to add clothing or blankets or mylar blankets or something that you are able to stay warmer in that vehicle and some water and food. Something else I just want to add, not to to belabor this, but from the mental perspective, if you find that you're in a dire situation like this, you just want to kind of keep your cool, pun intended. You want to understand that you know that help is on the way. You are probably not going to be alone stranded out on a highway. When I was stranded, and it was not a wintertime situation, but I was stranded with hundreds and hundreds of other people in the same position. So we all just kind of sat around together and waited for the wreck to clear up, and it Mm -hmm. eventually did. But the point being, I began to devise a plan while I was sitting in that car by myself, and I had texted and called certain persons that were expecting me at a certain hour, and I was calling them to let them know I am not going to get there at nine o'clock. It looks like it may be more like midnight. It was actually one o'clock the next Mm -hmm. morning when I got to my daughter's house. Point being, I kept my cool and I realized that I'm not in an unsafe situation, but I began to look up and down the rows of the lanes where I was sitting. And I began to think about if this thing goes on for, say, a day or whatever, who, who may I possibly approach? Or who will I allow to approach me? And you want to have a safety plan and realize everybody's in the same boat. Don't panic. Don't panic. Relax. Figure out what you have to do first and do that. And as the old saying goes, then do the next right thing. And after that, the next right thing. You're going to be all right. And you're going to be a lot better if you have prepared We hope this doesn't happen to you. We don't want any emergencies to happen to us, but they do happen, don't they, Mark? They do happen. So we want you to understand if you are heading out in your vehicle, know the weather, understand your route, realize what the risks are, take some things with you, and have a safe trip. You know why? Because snowstorms happen. We want you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. So that you never miss an episode, click on that subscribe button. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.